Want to hear a married couple fight over who's the greatest of all time, Jordan or LeBron? Absolutely. And it's Jordan. It's definitely not. But listen to our podcast, The Greatest, to hear who really is. Listen to The Greatest on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. Good morning, Orlando. A very good Friday morning to you. Welcome aboard bright and early here at 6 for our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic. Coming your way now on News Radio WFLA Orlando on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Florida has another apparent case of coronavirus. More in one minute. But how can it be? Orlando getting sick without a single case. We'll explain next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Florida may have another coronavirus case. The Department of Health announcing yesterday that a panhandle man in his 70s has tested positive, but the CDC has yet to confirm the result. Meanwhile, Florida is still waiting for more coronavirus test kits from the federal government. More on that from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. There were promises one million test kits would be available nationwide by the end of this week, but that's not going to happen. Governor Ron DeSantis says he's been asking for more kits. I know they have tens of thousands that, that will eventually be en route. Um, we don't have them yet. Um, you know, we'd like to get them, obviously, as soon as possible. Florida has testing labs in Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville. The governor says test kits for COVID-19 are more complicated, but he hopes to announce getting more soon. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. As the fight to stop the spread of COVID-19 continues, Central Florida remains open for business. Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings. Let me emphasize that we remain at a low risk of a major outbreak of the COVID-19 virus in our community. We invite families and others uh, to consider vacationing here, especially during spring break. Coronavirus is having an economic impact on the region. Demings says the cancellation of a global health technology conference at the Orange County Convention Center will cost the area $113 million in lost revenue. The convention attendees would have included President Trump. Dozens of people quarantined on a cruise ship off the California coast apparently are infected with the coronavirus. The Grand Princess has been blocked from docking in San Francisco after a California man who disembarked after a cruise to Mexico died from the respiratory illness. There are more than 3,000 passengers on the ship and all will be tested. In Washington, the Senate has joined the House in approving more than $8 billion in emergency spending to fight the coronavirus outbreak. President Trump is expected to sign the bill today. Lots more on the coronavirus here locally, and it's astounding how the economy is getting sick, even though we've yet to have a single case. More on that in a moment, Alan. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. It took a while, but an Osceola County man arrested after his estranged wife's death is now charged with killing her. Christopher Otero Rivera was indicted yesterday for second-degree murder in the death five months ago of Nicole Montalvo. Her dismembered body was found at the home of Otero Rivera's parents in St. Cloud, but until yesterday he only faced charges of abuse of a dead body and evidence tampering. 
Otero Rivera's father, Angel Rivera, was also indicted on charges related to Montalvo's death. The Mars 2020 rover has a new name. It's Perseverance. We are a species of explorers, and we will meet many setbacks on the way to Mars. However, we can persevere. Alex Mather from Lake Braddock Secondary School in Virginia read part of his essay that won the rover naming contest sponsored by NASA, the biggest, most high-tech rover ever sent to Mars. Perseverance is set to launch this July from the Kennedy Space Center. And a reminder, set your clocks ahead one hour this weekend for daylight saving time. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A Louisiana cop pulls over a driver with a license plate that expired in 1997. Whoops. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. <laughs> Good morning, Orlando. Friday on the 50,000-watt front porch. You gotta love that. Uh, daylight saving time coming. I've always looked forward to that since I was a kid, and you could play ball outside after dinner, you know? Yeah, the sun would be out <laughs> to like 8 or 8.30. I enjoyed it as a kid, but now as an adult who has to go to bed early to be here in time to do the news and everything else on Good Morning Orlando, I'm not such a big fan. Why don't you just close your eyes? It stinks. Then it gets dark. You don't like it, Fox? No. Close your eyes and it gets dark. I really don't. I really Come don't. Come on. What's your problem? Close your eyes and it gets dark. Not a big fan What's of change. What's your problem? I'm not a fan of changes and transitions. <laughs> All I, these people who say, well, I can't sleep. I'm messed up for a month. I don't get it. You no, know, it messes me up for about a week, and my dogs know they don't make the change either. Do yours, Alan? Or they know exactly now it's an hour you know, the dachshunds give a rip about this? Well, they do get on a—I have them on a schedule as far as when they eat, when they take a walk, and they're very attuned to that. So they may notice a difference on Monday morning. Well, I'm I just very don't sorry like to it. hear that. Tell them to close their eyes, too. <laughs> a simple solution <laughs> wow. for the problem. Yeah. You, um, know, that would, you know, that would solve a lot of things. Just close your eyes. Close your eyes. Here I just go. don't like it for the one night because you lose go. the hour of sleep. Oh. It takes a couple of days to get, yeah. And besides, like Sunday morning, you wake up Sunday morning and yeah. it's an hour later. You're like, oh my God. God, I'm surrounded by time change wimps here. What's <laughs> the matter with I this crew? get up early Sunday mornings. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get down to business here. It's amazing to me what's happening locally without a single case of the coronavirus anywhere near us, as far as we know. Is this all overreaction, or is this just countless thousands of people who come to this tourist mecca deciding not to come now out of an abundance of caution? Let's talk about it in detail in a moment, and we will. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes, 6.08 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining the situation here economically related to the coronavirus threat, a global health conference scheduled for next week at the Orange County Convention Center has been canceled because of coronavirus fears. Ironically, the coronavirus would have been discussed there. President Trump, as you know, had planned to make a speech there and also attend an invitation-only fundraiser in Seminole County. So he won't be at the um, convention center because that big conference is off. 
but we have no indication uh, that the fundraiser has been canceled. We'll keep you up to date on that. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm absolutely stunned by what's happening here to the Central Florida economy. And this may be just the beginning. I'm not trying to be an alarmist and push the panic button, but we have three major conferences already canceled at the convention center, and we don't have a single case of the coronavirus in the Orlando-Orange County area. Not one. Makes you wonder what happens to our vitally important tourism industry if we start having cases that everybody predicts we will. Let's listen to the news from Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings, who held a news conference I was watching in the 5 o'clock hour yesterday, and I think this rocked a lot of people. We lost roughly $154 million in potential economic impact just this week alone. Wow, think about that. Without a single case, just three conferences being canceled. And, of course, it ripples through the economy because you got all these people no longer staying at these hotels, no longer going out and spending a lot of money at local restaurants. And you can see how the dominoes fall. What about the leisure travel business here? By that, I mean people, you know, who want to come here for a vacation in the world's greatest tourist mecca, Orlando and Orange County. Our leisure travelers continue to come to Orange County to enjoy our theme parks and all that we have to offer. Visit Orlando reports that the virus had no impact on leisure travel. I really do question, Mr. Mayor, those statistics. I'm sure that's what you got from Visit Orlando. I think they're either out of date or somebody is not fessing up because the airlines are reporting. The airlines are reporting. They're cutting back on the number of flights everywhere because the people are deciding not to fly right now. We had texters yesterday who worked down at Disney and said that people are canceling trips left and right. So even if those are honest statistics, I think they're going to very, very quickly be out of date. The, the message on a positive note from the mayor is this. We want to emphasize in Orange County, uh, we are open for business, and the risk, again, remains low for our community. And we hope it will remain low. But, you know, I mean, it, it, you tell me, is this overreaction? I don't know that I can criticize, you know, people holding these big conferences, particularly a health conference here. One of the reasons they didn't want to have the conference here, they said it wasn't so much Orlando, but they didn't want to take all these healthcare workers from all of these countries out of the healthcare system in their countries where they're dealing with the coronavirus and be bringing them down here to Orlando. And they didn't want to wind up straining our healthcare system if all of a sudden while they're here on the convention, uh, we have uh, a bunch of cases uh, which develop. Uh, but beyond that, but beyond that, um, it's incredible to think what's happening here uh, without a single case. Now, you remember in 9-11, uh, the tourism industry just dried up almost overnight, and it was an economic calamity throughout central Florida. Uh, you understand, though, that at that point, everybody could see something horrible that had happened. 
The buildings were down in New York. The Pentagon had been bombed. The plane went down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Nearly 3,000 people were dead. And the last thing anybody wanted to do was get on an airplane for a vacation in Orlando. But now look what's happened without a single case of coronavirus here. You know, but I don't call it overreaction when you have people making decisions. We don't have to come to Orlando. We'd love to come to Orlando. We'd love to come for spring break, whatever it happens to be. We'd love to go to the theme parks. But we'll put that on hold until we know what we're dealing with here. There, there, there's no, you know, it isn't like you can say, well, everybody's an idiot. They're not. They're just making a decision out of an abundance of caution. But look at the price we pay for it when we have a, a tourism industry that is such a huge part of the local economy. Um, are you as just absolutely rocked by this as I am? I don't know what we do to defend ourselves against that. You just got to kind of ride it out, don't you? But I think you're looking at um, some pretty tough times coming along. I'd like to know what you think about what is happening here. And, uh, I mean, come on. We talked yesterday about whether you're changing your own plans, whether you're changing your daily routine, and there's a fair amount of that already going on. Well, that's going on around the rest of the country as well. Does it impact most areas like it would affect us because we are such a tourism magnet? You know, well, magnets can attract and magnets can repel. Looks like we're seeing the the latter, doesn't it? 407-916-5400 if you want to get in on the conversation about this, and the rest of our team will weigh in here in just a moment. Overreaction, panic, or an abundance of caution being exercised by people who've delayed visits here. 407-916-5400, how do you see it? And the uh, text line is 23680, and we have... Um, an invitation to your first name in town on the text line if you'd like to give it. Not mandatory at all. Love to hear from you. And we'll continue talking about this because it is a hugely important story that can affect so many of us here. Jobs at stake, etc. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, we'll get to that right here on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> Local headlines now away from the coronavirus issue. An immigrant from Jamaica about to be deported from the United States because of a previous conviction will get to stay in our country after all. This thanks to Orange Osceola State Attorney Aramis Ayala's Conviction Integrity Unit, as it's called, which investigates questionable convictions. The unit found that Dwayne Brown had been wrongly found guilty on a marijuana charge. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. So all of that business lost here without a single case of the coronavirus. Amazing. Scary. You know, it really is. And you made a good point that like nine, on 9-11, we actually saw what happened. Something actually happened that was devastating. Right. With coronavirus, not really much has happened yet. And in Orlando, nothing has happened. So a lot of this is fear of what may happen in the future. Now, the good news is if nothing ends up happening, I think there'll be like a boom in the, in the economy. 
Pent up demand. Okay. Yeah, I'm exactly. bummed that the Hymns Convention is canceled. It's That's a health convention. That's the World convention. Health Organization. Yes, I am for a, several reasons. However, I also think that it would have been problematic if you have fifty thousand some people coming here from other countries. That's the problem. That's why they probably canceled. Well, that's one of the reasons. The other is they didn't, they're all health care workers. Yeah. They didn't want to take them out of these countries where they might well they're be needed. needed sure. Okay? sure. Uh, yeah. So, Tech well, lines on fire, bud. Yeah. Well, let's go. Yeah. One person says, I'm glad they're canceling conventions. No case here, but they could bring it with them. So glad they're canceling. Very but there are those who smell a political plot. There's a bunch of them, but let's go with this one first. If the risk is so low, then why such a panic going on? The Dems are trying to crash the economy. How many times have you said, bud, the Democrats could not beat Trump because of how strong his economy is? It's simple to figure out. But you know what? If, you know, if this was a plot by the Democrats and the complicit media that all hate Trump, this is how we take him down. Trump and and his team and Pence, who's heading up the coronavirus task force, would be contesting the statistics and saying, don't tell me there's this many cases worldwide in this many countries. Don't tell me there's this many cases in this many states. We've had these deaths out in Washington. They're not contesting this. So I don't see how you can say it's somehow an orchestrated plot to take down Trump. The effect of an economy going down may be to make the president more vulnerable. But I don't know how you can say it's a plot, because if they believe that, they'd be all over contesting every statistic out there. And they are not. Yet, yet during an interview with uh, Sean Hannity the other night, President Trump did contest the World Health Organization's contention that the fatality rate is 3.4%. He said he thinks it's way below 1%. So there is some conflicting information coming out between what we get from Washington and what we're hearing from health officials around the world. Thank you. I was just going to say that. Another texture kind of agrees and disagrees, saying panic is being driven by the left. If people are being hurt financially, as you say all the time, people vote with your pocketbook. And what does the left want to do? At all cost, get Trump out of office. Now, are we creating panic here by discussing this? I feel compelled to be talking about what's making news. That's the definition of this show. You know, it's very topical. It is news talk radio. Uh In all fairness, there was a point where you wanted to do uh, coronavirus updates and all this, you know, operation. And and we tempered that down because it... We noticed that people were starting to ask really crazy questions. How can I get the coronavirus by licking an envelope? Are we creating panic by relaying what Jerry Demings said yesterday? Is Jerry Demings? Oh, he's a he's a Democrat. He wants to. He's just telling you what the numbers are here. (laughs) I mean, these people have canceled this convention. He didn't do that. He'd love to have them here. I mean, come on, everybody. We got to start thinking a little more rationally here. That needs to be a part of. Of the equation. Rationality in today's news world is 2020, <laughs> bud. Yeah, you know, you look up the phrase fear monger in the dictionary, you will not find a picture of Jerry Demings. And hopefully you won't find a picture <laughs> of you, me, Yaffe, or the Fox. Oh, you won't find mine there. But I'm telling you, some other places in town, some other radio stations were definitely uh, trumping up the fear you know, with a death toll and all this crazy. Well, we're not we trying do to it. do that. We are trying to give you the very best information out there. I think we are. And and there you go. You may see it differently. I don't know. But one thing you can count on, 
Fair and balanced news from my co-host, Alan Spector, and here it comes. A launch is scheduled for tonight at the Cape, and round one at Bay Hill is in the books. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 628 on Good Morning Orlando. And good morning, Orlando. Bud heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe, Melissa Fox. So glad you are with us in the Friday edition of the show. And late tonight, there may be quite a show in the sky, maybe. Bud, the forecast is 60% go for a late-night launch from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. Assuming the weather cooperates, the next SpaceX flight will be tonight. And this will be the last launch for the Dragon 1. It's been doing these types of missions since 2012. And after it delivers thousands of pounds of cargo and science experiments to the International Space Station from Cape Canaveral, it'll be retired. A different type of rocket will be used in the future. Mike Stevens, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. And that liftoff is scheduled for 11.50 tonight. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is ridiculing Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden for his gaffes. But he also said 150 million people were killed with guns and he was running for the United States Senate. Support me, I'm running for the United States. There's something going on there. At a Fox News town hall, Trump also said he believes Biden is a damaged candidate, specifically because of his son's ties to a Ukrainian firm. And he answers the question, as you'll hear in our 7 o'clock hour, who would he rather run against, Bernie or Biden? Biden, we'll Biden, meanwhile, has picked up an endorsement from an Orlando politician, Congresswoman Val Demings. You know, my husband likes to say the best indicator of future performance is to look at past performance. And if we look at Vice President Biden's record, he has been there in the trenches fighting for those things that are important to the American people. Demings made the endorsement during an appearance on CNN. Early voting for the state's presidential preference primary is already underway in many counties. Election day is March 17th. Orlando police are turning to homeowners to help them find a wanted teenager. A boy believed to be about 17 years old is accused of stealing a car while a five-year-old girl was in the back seat. It happened Wednesday night in College Park while the girl's mother and her fiancé were inside a sandwich shop on Edgewater Drive. The car was found a short while later abandoned with the girl inside unharmed. Police are asking residents in the area to check their security cameras for any clues. Matt Every holds a one-shot lead after the first round of the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. Every shot seven under par 65 in windy conditions to finish one stroke ahead of Rory McIlroy. Uh, I mean, I'm just, it just works out sometimes. It does not say that I'm better than Rory. Tiger Woods is not playing in this tournament due to back stiffness. WFLA News time is 635. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, get caught up with our podcasts on the iHeartRadio app. And our first hour continues, Bud, with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Cover your ears, Alan. I don't yeah. think you want to hear what's coming right now. I know now. what's coming. <laughs> Gina, welcome aboard. Good Friday morning. You've been checking the futures. I took a sneak peek. Let's start there, shall we? Yeah, it doesn't look good, Bud. I'm no. sorry, Alan. We're headed for, yeah, It's it's been a rough week, as you know, if you've been keeping track here. Goodbye, Gina. I'm sorry you couldn't stay longer. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello? No, we're on. Go ahead. We've got the Dow futures down almost 600 points again this morning. Investors just aren't willing to take the risks amid the growing concern about the potential economic fallout from the spreading coronavirus. We had a big drop yesterday, continuing a rough week with the Dow Dow 
down almost 970 points yesterday. And across the board, we had losses of more than 3%. That followed the big drop of more than 4% the day before. The Bloomberg Orlando index yesterday was down 5.5%. And those taking the biggest hit in the local index are the travel, leisure, and hospitality companies. This is also sending crude oil prices down, perhaps a bright spot for filling up at the gas pump. We've got oil down another 4% today, and it's just under $44 a barrel, bud. Yeah, and you can get gas for down around 210 a gallon now here, wow. and, and it looks like it is headed down. That is about the biggest single-day drop I've ever remember you reporting on the Bloomberg uh, Orlando Index. Would, would that be right? That's a lot. I, that's a substantial drop, bud. But in the local index here, we've got a lot of, again, these leisure and hospitality companies, and sure. the travel industry is taking a big hit yeah. from the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, it's a big story. We've been talking about it. Conferences canceled. That means, you know, hotels take a hit, restaurants take a hit. Airlines. Uh, yes, that too. Hey, the jobs report coming out today. It's the first Friday of the month. All of this before Wall Street opens for business. Uh, what are we going to learn there, do you think? Well, the February report may not say much about what's to come for the labor picture because of the coronavirus. The numbers that we get today are not expected to show a hit from the outbreak, but that's not likely to remain that way as we move forward in the coming months. Again, just to reiterate with the leisure and hospitality sector, transportation, warehousing, manufacturing jobs, these are all areas where we could start to see a noticeable impact on jobs as companies trench. Maybe they don't hire as many people. And as we mentioned, the travel industry is one of those being hit hard. Just quickly mention here, heard today that Carnival Cruise Lines now says it's changing its cancellation policy because of the coronavirus outbreak. But the jobs report, bud, as you said, due out an hour before the opening bell. Yep, you bet. And it's interesting, it's a two-sided coin because, uh, and the Costco story you're about to bring us, I think, is an example of the fact that the coronavirus is not bad for all businesses. No. Costco had a blowout February as customers were stockpiling goods in response to the outbreak. Uh, things like wipes, that type of thing. A lot of people are scooping those up. The wholesale club's aisles, if you've been to a Costco recently, you may have noticed, have been pretty clogged in recent days. We saw 12% uh, in gains as far as their sales go in February, but that's a big number. And online, Costco's web sales were up 23%. Wow. Now, this is interesting. NASA is among the, uh, the entities which are saying, hey, listen, if you don't have to come to work and you can do your job at home, we'd like you to do it. Of course, they're a big presence here out on the Space Coast in Central Florida. Apparently, a lot of companies are going that route right now, Gina. They are. And if your employees can work from home, they probably already should be. That's the message from a group that advises companies on how to operate during a time of crisis. The Association of Continuity Professionals says that with the coronavirus detected in more than a dozen U.S. states and the death toll continuing to go up, sending workers home should be the next logical step. And for those who can't work at home, companies need to be taking steps to limit the risks from the virus in the workplace. And before you go, let's talk about what Amazon's doing, and it has absolutely nothing to do, as far as we know, with the coronavirus, right? That's right. Not immediately anyway. Amazon plans to spend at least $300 million on workplace safety improvements in North America and plans to develop high-tech warehouse equipment to cut down on injuries. 
The company is currently developing a forklift that will be able to stop or slow down by itself if a human operator does not spot something potentially in its path. Amazon has been criticized for its safety records at some of its warehouse facilities. Yeah, it has. No question about it. Thank you, Gina, very much. We wish you a great weekend. Catch you next week for another series of Bloomberg Business Reports here at 635. Take good care. Thanks, bud. You too. All right. Coming up here in a moment, Elizabeth Warren is out of the presidential race. So is she going to endorse anybody? Who? And who will get her votes? We'll talk about it. Then the sound judgment game for a couple of great prizes. We're playing it in this early half hour. Stay tuned for that. It's all ahead on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines right now in the Democratic race for uh, the presidency. Joe Biden pulling ahead of Bernie Sanders in the Democrat presidential primary race. A new Reuters Ipsos poll shows Biden with 45% support, a 13-point advantage over Sanders. The survey conducted after Super Tuesday in the big Biden sweep, but before Elizabeth Warren dropped out of the race, Warren has not yet endorsed any candidate. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. So why hasn't Warren endorsed anybody? She says she needs more time. She's really licking her wounds here. She once was flying high and then she crashed and burned. And, uh, you know, I just think she can't quite believe that that she got beaten by a couple of old white guys, you know, Biden and Bernie. And uh, with Bloomberg in the mix, and, of course, he's out now, who will she endorse, and will it matter? What do you think? I don't know if it'll matter, but I'm going to guess that she eventually endorses Bernie Sanders. Um, I think she's trying to get a spot in his administration if he does well. But it looks like Bernie Sanders is not going to win, so that may be why Warren's a little reluctant there. But... They've had a little bad blood. We know that. Yeah. But but um, she's ideologically much better aligned with a left-wing nutjob Bernie Sanders than with relative yeah. moderate, even though he's very liberal, uh, Joe Biden. How do you think that'll play out, Melissa? And what's going on with uh, Warren? Well, you know, I wasn't thrilled that she stayed in, first of all, for Super Tuesday while everybody else dropped out to back Biden. And now she drops out. She doesn't do anything. Maybe she hurt Bernie's election chances a little bit while, for staying in. But at this point, yeah, like Michael said, like you're saying, I think she's waiting for that uh, that secret uh, alliance to come over the phone and say, yeah, we're going to hook you up real good with a job, and then she's going to toss everything behind whoever it is that promises her the best gig. Yeah, and you raised the Elizabeth Warren issue on your show last night. I Talk did. about that, Mike. Yeah, on Beyond Reason Radio, apparently the Democrat Party, at least the Democrat voters, are sexist. Now, I'm not the one saying that. Elizabeth Warren and Nancy Pelosi kind of implied that yesterday, that sexism and misogyny was kind of a part of this and. Why she didn't win. So apparently Democrat wow. voters are sexist. Who knew? Wow, Democrat Party replete with <laughs> with, with 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 male chauvinist pigs, right? Well, I, you know, we, we, so. are, we are just adjusting to women having to vote, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, we certainly don't want them holding high office. I mean, is that what they think is going yeah. on here? <laughs> I mean, I talked I talked about it a little yesterday. You can catch the podcast on iHeartRadio. But, um, yeah, it was interesting to hear them give that excuse. They always give that excuse, though. Yeah, I think, honestly, she does align better with Bernie. No doubt. But even if Bernie doesn't make it, most of his talking points and agenda have been the talking points of the Dems that are running. 
So one way or the whoa, other. Whoa, 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 whoa. Most of Bernie's? Yep, no, Medicare for not. all. A lot of stuff they agreed no, to. No, 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 no. He was out there on Medicare for all, and, and she's okay with that, too. But, you know, the rest of them, no. I mean, Biden wants, you know, Obamacare just fixed up. You know, Buttigieg, it was Medicare for all who wanted. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I no, think no. his talking points are already out there. I think the that's going to be a problem. The guy's a socialist, and she, does, she is one as well. But Green I, New Deal? Huh? Green New Deal? What about it? Everybody was like, yeah, that's great. Well, that's true with the Democrats. They all raised their hands, but, you know. I'm just saying, I think a lot of his, uh, his agenda is already in the mouths of Democrats at this point. So it doesn't matter whether he gets the nod or not. We'll yeah, see. He did shift the party to the left uh, quite a bit. I will say this is a tough spot for Warren, actually, because let's say she comes out and endorses Joe Biden. A lot of people are going to call her a hypocrite. A lot of her support. I know. Let's say she's a hypocrite. I agree. But if she endorses Bernie Sanders, one, Sanders is probably going to lose. But two, she kind of gets out of line with the Democrat establishment. And she's still in the Senate. So yeah. it's actually kind of a tough Tightrope she has to Go ahead. Can you imagine when Liz went back to her tribe of failure? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yes, yes. You no wigwam tonight. (laughs) Oh, man. Listen, I'm not going to weep for Liz. I'm really not. I don't have to hear that annoying voice, (sighs) you know, and those crazy hand waves and everything else that's going on there. And, you know, as my wife said, she doesn't look like a president. She looks like a school principal, you know? I don't know. I had someone suggest that she become uh, uh, what Senate the in charge of the Senate, and then we get another female in charge of the House again, but not Pelosi, and then the women start taking over slowly. And I was like, that's never going to happen because I'm sexist. Well, 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 come on now, we gave you the vote a hundred years ago. What else do you want, woman? <laughs> I'll just give you your sandwiches, and then I'll be on my way, sir. Well, yes, thank I'll, you very kindly. I will back out yeah. of the room so that yeah. I yeah. perhaps a mint julep on the way, along with the sandwich, <laughs> if you would. I'd appreciate <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Why don't you get right on that, young lady? And just know your place. Hello, HR. Okay, there we go. The Bud Man's career comes to a screeching halt. Well, I've had a good time here for the last 17 years. Want to have a good time right now? How'd you like to play Sound Judgment? Two great prizes you're going to love. And if you don't love them, give them away. Somebody will love them as gifts. You got tickets, 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 free tickets to cool stuff all over the place. You're eligible if you haven't won in a month. Get on the line right now and we'll play the game. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. What about the toll free? Go on the cheap at 866-916-5400. It's early. I need sound judgment contestants. Don't leave me hanging right now. Play the game with me. 407-916-5400. Toll free. 866-916-5400. 5400 sound judgment right after we update Orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes here in good morning Orlando headlines now on the coronavirus front Vice President Pence wants the people of Washington State to know we are with you Pence went out to the state hardest hit by the coronavirus yesterday where he met with the governor and toured an emergency center in Tacoma that state now has at least 70 cases amid an outbreak at a nursing home Pence says there are not enough testing kits to meet the nationwide demand at this point but promises more will arrive by next week. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories right here for you on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Yep, we're all here and you're with us and we love it. And we still have a toll free line open at 866 916 5400. 
What are our contestants playing for, Melissa? Two four-packs of tickets. One for the Central Florida Fair that's going on all the way through this weekend, and another one for a sneak preview of I Still Believe, the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journeys of love and loss. Two four-packs, use your sound judgment, and you can win them. Yeah, you sure can. And um, tell you what, if, if, it, if the prizes aren't for you, Give them to somebody in your family. They'll love it. Circle of friends, somebody owe a favor to at work. 407-916-5400. I still have a line open there. And the toll-free opened up at 866-916-5400. Ready? For today's sound judgment game, we offer birthday wishes to the Orlando Magic's greatest player ever, Shaq. It's Shaquille O'Neal's birthday today. So how about we listen to some sound of Shaq celebrating his birthday on the basketball court 20 years ago tonight with a monster game for the Lakers. Then use your sound judgment to tell me how many candles are going to be on Shaq's cake today. They'll get a chance to get it back to Shaq. Kobe underneath gives to Shaq. Shaq slam dunk. Oh, man. 61 points. Happy birthday, big fella. Shaq celebrating his birthday with a huge game. That was 20 years ago, but how old is Shaq today? How many candles will be on his cake? It's his birthday. And line one gets the first shot at all those tickets. Go ahead, line one. I'm going to say 42. No, no, he's not 42. He's older than that. There's the open line. You better grab it. You can still win. 407-916-5400. Line two, how old is Shaq today? He's 48 years old. Yes, he is. Congratulations. Born in this state, March 6, 1972. What's your first name in town, please? Uh, my name is Chad Frazier, and it's Mount Dora. All right. That's Chad, C-H-A-D? Yes. Terrific. Congratulations. You won our sound judgment game, Chad. Great. All right. You're a regular on Good Morning Orlando? Yes, I am. It's good to have you. There's always room for Chad on the 50,000-watt front porch. You know the drill if you're a regular. Um, congratulations. I'll put you on hold, and you and Melissa will make the arrangements. Okay, Chad? Thank you. All right. You have a great, great weekend. So you maintain that Shaq is the greatest Orlando Magic player ever. I thought he was talking about Penny Hardaway. Who would, who would contest that? Well, Greg Kite. Grant Hill. Greg Kite. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Ronnie Cycli. Yeah, yeah. Jerry the Iceman uh, Reynolds. Doggone it. Anthony Hardaway. I need to clear Anthony my sound Bowie. judgment questions with you. Yes. Bo Outlaw. I, I, oh, I, yeah. you, you know, you, you just you got me for a minute. I double clutched and says, who am I missing? Dwight Howard. I don't well, know. Tracy McGrady was pretty good. I like but probably not as good as I Shaq. I said, that's fine. Pretty good is not Shaq. Shaq yeah. was incredibly dominant. Yeah. Put us on the map immediately. No, I agree. Oh, my goodness. I actually agree, too. I just wanted to give you a jab. <laughs> Daryl Armstrong. If you want to tweak the Bud Man, you have to stand in line and take a number out. No, I'm usually first in line to do that. <laughs> actually, you are. Um, right now, you're first in line to give everybody the very latest on the news coming up at 7 o'clock. What you got? Coronavirus hits the panhandle, and Marco Rubio hates daylight saving time. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 6.58 on Good Morning Orlando.
WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you. Welcome aboard here at 7 o'clock as we update once again Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still at AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour another presumptive coronavirus case in Florida. More in one minute. All aboard for the Trump train as the president holds a town hall in Joe Biden's hometown. Next on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Governor Ron DeSantis is confirming that an elderly panhandle man contracted coronavirus during a recent trip to Asia. He's now in quarantine. The CDC has yet to confirm that he actually has coronavirus. The governor is also advising Floridians not to waste their money buying masks, hoping for protection from the coronavirus. In fact, if you put the mask on, you're more likely to be fiddling around your face. And actually, you may even be more likely to transmit the virus if you're in contact with it. So those really need to be used for healthcare professionals. Dr. DeSantis also says local health offices continue working with the state and the CDC to identify any possible outbreak of COVID-19 in Florida. In our 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk about the economic impact in Central Florida of the coronavirus that we don't even have. It's coming up. Well, let's talk about it right now. As a little preview, a major global health technology conference scheduled to begin Monday at the Orange County Convention Center and featuring an appearance by President Trump is canceled due to coronavirus fears. County Mayor Jerry Deming says it's a huge economic hit. Hims was expected to draw 43,000 attendees. The Hims conference would have meant 94,530 room nights for our hotels, and its economic impact would have been $113 million. Still, Deming says Orange County remains at a low risk for a major outbreak of COVID-19, and he says the welcome mat is out for families and others to vacation here, especially during spring break. In Washington, Congress is approving a bill allotting billions to fight coronavirus in America. On Wednesday, the House gave overwhelming support. Thursday, it was the Senate that sent an $8.3 billion bill to battle coronavirus to the White House. During a Fox News town hall in Pennsylvania, President Trump said the U.S. will continue to stem the spread. We have plans for every single possibility. And I think that's what we have to do. We hope it doesn't last too long. The government promises one million test kits will be delivered this week to labs nationwide. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Orlando man is accused of killing his baby boy in Deltona. 30-year-old Emmanuel Vasquez was indicted this week for the death two years ago of two-month-old Julius Vasquez. The boy died of blunt force trauma, and Vasquez is charged with first-degree murder and aggravated child abuse. He claims he accidentally dropped his son at their home on Grayton Street. Florida Senator Marco Rubio says he just realized this is the weekend our clocks spring forward for daylight saving time, and he's not happy about losing an hour of sleep. It makes no sense. There's no reason to keep doing it. It's time to go permanent daylight savings and end this once and for all. We have a bill to do that. Let's see if we can get it done this year. This is stupid. In a Twitter video, Rubio said the bill has not moved much on Capitol Hill, so he wants Americans to call their members of Congress. 
There's a lock the clock hashtag to support the legislation. He is so wrong on this, and I'll briefly explain again why (laughs) here in just a minute. The Magic look to end a three-game slide as they visit the Timberwolves in Minnesota tonight. Orlando sits at 27 and 35, still holding the eighth and final playoff spot in the NBA's Eastern Conference. WFLA News Time is 7.06. A Louisiana high school principal says she must pre-approve all girls' prom dresses. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. Let me just briefly explain this. I've been through this when this comes up, this bid for year-round daylight saving time or whatever it is that Rubio wants. It would have the school kids going to school in the dark with the sun coming up at like quarter to nine through the heart of the winter if you went the way Rubio wants to go. That is insanity. That is dangerous. I'm And I'm biased against it uh, in part for that reason, of course, but also because I just love it when the sun stays up an extra hour and the bright evenings. It's wonderful. Yeah. It feels like the beginning of spring to me. Again, that was fun when I was a kid. Now that I'm adult and have to get up early and go to bed early, I'm not so much. I can't believe how upset Rubio was, though. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> he really so mad about it. About it. Said, I know it. He said, this is stupid. stupid. Yeah, man, yeah. calm down, Rubio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan, but, I mean, it's just not stupid. As I said in the 6 o'clock hour, Alan, if you're looking for darkness, just close your eyes. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's what you need. It's a simple solution for a simple problem here. All right. You're a simple man. I am. <laughs> I expect nothing more. That's not exactly an original thought around here. But at any rate, in a moment, we're on the Trump train for that fantastic town hall on Fox with the president in Biden's original hometown of Scranton, trolling the Dems again. We've got some highlights. Stay tuned on that. We're punching your ticket for the Trump train right after this. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes, 7.08 on Good Morning Orlando. Updating headlines for you right now. Looks like another cruise from hell, courtesy of the coronavirus. About 100 passengers and crew members on the Grand Princess cruise ship sitting off the coast of San Francisco right now are being tested for coronavirus. A Coast Guard helicopter has ferried test kits to the ship. The cruise line says no one on board will be allowed to leave until the results are in. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. From train coming, it's coming round the bend. Rolling over Democrats time and time again. And when they holler, how they hate him. Screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. 
He had it rolling on a 60-minute run on Fox News with Brett Baer and Martha McCallum from 6.30 to 7.30 on the Fox News channel last night. Let's listen to the president on the coronavirus's impact on the U.S. economy going forward. It certainly might have an impact. At the same time, I have to say, people are now staying in the United States, spending their money in the U.S., and I like that. You know, I've been after that for a long time. You know that. I've been saying, let's stay in the U.S., spend your money here, and they're doing that. They're sort of enforced doing that. We met with the airline companies yesterday. They're doing a fantastic job. And they're just not flying to areas that have a big problem. So it's going to all work out. Everybody has to be calm. It's all going to work out. We have plans for every single possibility, and I think that's what we have to do. We hope it doesn't last too long. All right, I may take issue with some of that with the president, but more on that in the 8 o'clock hour. Right now, the president at the town hall, the question, would you rather wind up running against Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders? I'll tell you, I was all set for Bernie because I thought it was going to happen. You know, we get ready for things, right? So mentally, I'm all set for Bernie. Communist, I had everything down. He's a communist. I was all set. And then we have this crazy thing that happened, right, on Tuesday, which he thought was Thursday. <laughs> but he also said 150 million people were killed with guns and he was running for the United States Senate. Support me, I'm running for the United States. There's something going on there. But I was all set. So now I'm ready for Bernie and now all of a sudden I have a whole different, you know, it's a whole different deal, two very different people. I think in a certain way, Bernie would be tougher because he's got a base. I was all set for Bernie. I was ready to go. And then I say, you know, I don't think I'm running against Bernie. I think it's going to be very hard for him to come back. President's unbelievable in a forum like this, I think, as a communicator. More on that in a moment. Finally, does he ever miss his life before becoming president? I loved my old life. It was sort of the best period of my entire life. And then I announced I was going to run for president. I could walk down the street and I could actually walk into a store and it was, you know, fine. It was not like some, nobody knew me, but it, now today, if I ever suggested that the secret show, you know, I think I'm going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue <laughs> and let's go shopping. So it's a lot different. So, so I, I do miss that. I miss that sort of free life. This is not a free life. But I love what we're doing because we're accomplishing more than anybody's ever. I'm viewing it as we're saving this country. This country was going wrong. It's unbelievable. And it was in Biden's hometown. He grew up, he was born in Scranton. I mean, he's trolling the Democrats all over the country with rallies. But this is a different Trump in a forum like this. And, you know, you could see him in a debate just chewing up and spitting out humorless Bernie Sanders and clueless, I can't string two sentences together cleanly, Joe Biden. And if you're a Democrat right now and you watch that town hall and you are honest with yourself, you say, this guy has no peer as a communicator. He comes across warm. He comes across approachable. Yaffe, I thought about it all the full hour. I don't remember him kicking one word and it was all off the prompter all freelance yeah we have to remember that trump's been doing this for most of his life he is at a core an entertainer and he knows how to go on a forum like that and entertain a crowd and be what people like i think he's better in that format than maybe even in his rally format i mean it's kind of apples and oranges 
but I agree with you. He he does very well in a town hall format. Melissa, we're all in the communications business here. You have to be impressed. Where regardless of whether you agree with everything or nothing the president says with his communication skills. Well, as we speak, I'm putting together a Netflix stand-up Trump comedy special. The guy's great off the cuff. I mean, I've never seen somebody speak so well, and he's funny. Um, and whether it's intentional, planned, written out ahead of time, I really don't think it is. I think it's literally just stream of consciousness, sort of what I do. You know, it's like shiny thing goes by, and next thing you know, we're making a joke about it. <laughs> and that seems to be how what he is What is this Netflix reacting. thing you're putting together? What is that? Oh, no. He, I think Trump needs some, his own comedy stand-up uh, comedy special. You know what I mean? Okay. Like Trump takes on America. Well, and yeah. that Biden is yeah. huge, you know. Yeah. Do you, do you understand? Do you understand what we're talking about here? I mean, Reagan, the great communicator, in some ways, Trump trumps Reagan as a communicator. It's remarkable how good he is. And it is so much better than either Bernie or Biden can possibly bring. I mean, there's a huge gap there. Isn't there? Do you see it the same way? What impresses you about the president? Or maybe you don't agree with us, you know, but um, I'm going to tell you, there's never been anybody like this as president of the United States. And you can nitpick him all you want. You can bash him on policy or whatever. Maybe you don't like him personally. But listen, it's all about getting your message across. And in any forum you can name, there is no one out there who does it like Trump. And there is most certainly no one out there remaining in the field of Democrats who can match him. Think about that as we head toward the conventions and a showdown for the presidency in the fall. What are your, what are your thoughts on all of that and what you've heard from the town hall in Biden's hometown last night? 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680. First name in town. Welcome. Quick break before we get to that. An update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Stay with us on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines worried about the coronavirus around your place. Clorox disinfecting wipes and Lysol heavy-duty cleaner disinfectant top an EPA list of products that are effective against the coronavirus. The list that's available at epa.gov is part of a program for manufacturers where they have to show the agency their products work to stop the spread of the virus. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning here are promised to you on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. Priority to our callers, the Trump Town Hall on the mind of Joe in Coco. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on Good Morning Orlando, Joe. Hey, bud. How's it going? Great. How are you, buddy? Hey, not too bad. Not too bad. Good morning. Good, Good morning hey, um, to you. I want to make a really quick point before I get to my uh, the, the Trump town hall. Um, the coronavirus, uh, you know, I know it's a kind of a, it's on everybody's minds. People are talking about it. But everybody I've talked about it, nobody's really actually worried about the virus itself um, just because of the nature of it. It's not that dangerous um, for most of the people. So uh, that being said, um, I think Trump did do a good job on the town hall last night. And uh, what, what I can't wait for is the next debate for the Democrats, which is coming up pretty soon, because um, this whole time Joe has had, you know, what, seven to 15 other people 
that he could hide behind that we're trying to talk as well, too. The next debate is going to be spotlighted on him. He's going to have to talk a lot during that debate, and I can only imagine what's going to come out of his mouth. So more airtime for Joe, more gaffes, more credibility no, problems, gonna, more doubt in the minds of voters, Joe? It's going to be a mess. Yeah, I, I think already, I can already see it. Yeah, Joe, I think it could be a precursor of a Biden-Trump debate because Bernie is very sharp, and uh, I don't think he'd have any trouble taking down Joe Biden in a debate. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's going to if it's going to you know open the eyes to um, all the rest of the Democrats and realize that you know they might need to uh, stop both of the guys. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. So, it's gonna well, be- who, who are they going to stop them with? I, that's a good question. I don't know. Tulsi don't to the know. rescue. I don't think they know either. <laughs> She's still in there. <laughs> you imagine that debate? You know. <laughs> yeah. Thank Mr. you, Joe. Very much. Great call, Mister. I give away free stuff versus Mister. I can't remember stuff. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, I think Trump actually made an interesting point about Bernie being tougher. The thing with Bernie is he has a message and he has a core base, and that can be hard to beat in a general election because Biden he doesn't really have a message. He's just kind of like, "Vote for me. I've been here forever." Yeah, but, and Trump was making that point during the town hall that right. he felt Bernie had more motivated supporters, and we've been saying that all along. He yeah. does, but I don't know that the base is nearly big enough when you're that far out on the left wing and you need other people, you know, who yeah. are not as ideologically out there with you. That's the issue with Bernie Sanders that has the Democrats scared to death, and that's why the effort to coalesce around Biden uh, as as shaky as he is on the text line on Trump and those communication skills. What do you got? Yeah, one person said, President Trump actually made Brett Baer laugh when he said he was ready for Bernie the communist. Hysterical. <laughs> Trump was so relaxed and funny. Yeah, he was. Someone said, Bud, don't give up your day job. Not sure what that Where did that about. come from? I don't know. You said it, Bud. <laughs> somebody, somebody who hates daylight saving time. No, I think it was the Trump train. And they had singing. to do with the Trump train, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, is that it? Oh. Okay. Uh, another one that said, was Johnny I, Cash. We all know that. <laughs> he's dead. Uh, I agree that Sanders would be harder to beat because at least Sanders can put together a coherent sentence. Mm, there you go. Talk about a seamless transition. Here it comes as Alan begins the news with the weather. And the forecast is 60% go for tonight's scheduled SpaceX launch, the final flight for the first Dragon cargo capsule. SpaceX is saying so long to Dragon 1 after a launch from Florida tonight. The company is retiring the capsule to make way for the Dragon 2. Dragon 1 will be heading on its swan song journey to deliver cargo, supplies, and experiments to the International Space Station. The big difference between Dragon 1 and Dragon 2? The first capsule was designed to haul cargo. Dragon 2 is going to be able to carry people. Caroline Shively, Fox News. Liftoff is scheduled for 11.50 p.m. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An immigrant from Jamaica about to be deported because of a previous conviction gets to stay in the U.S. after all. That's thanks to Orange Osceola State Attorney Aramis Ayala's Conviction Integrity Unit, which investigates questionable convictions. The unit found that Dwayne Brown had been wrongly found guilty on a marijuana charge. Democrat Elizabeth Warren is the latest candidate to drop out of the presidential race, but the Massachusetts senator says she's not done fighting. I will not be running for president in 2020, but I guarantee I will stay in the fight for the hardworking folks across this country who have gotten short end of the stick over and over. That's been the fight of my life. Warren said she wants some time to think about it before she's ready to endorse another candidate. 
Meanwhile, Joe Biden is extending his lead in the Democratic presidential primary race. A new Reuters Ipsos poll shows Biden with 45 percent support. And that gives him a 13-point lead over Bernie Sanders. Round one of the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill is in the books, and the leader is Matt Every. He managed a 7-under par 65 despite some very windy conditions. Every telling Golf Digest. I really just didn't want to shoot myself out of the tournament because it's there's so much there's so much trouble out here with the wind. I mean, and I'm not scared to make a double here and there, so... It was it was a really good day for me. Every finished one shot ahead of Rory McIlroy. Elsewhere. A pop superstar is coming to the rescue of Tennessee tornado victims. Longtime Nashville resident Taylor Swift made a donation to the Middle Tennessee Emergency Response Fund in the amount of $1 million. Oh, my. Swift wrote on Instagram that Nashville is her home, and she's devastated by how many people lost theirs during the bad weather earlier this week. Of course, at least two dozen people were killed in Tuesday's tornadoes. From what I hear, a lot of the country stars who live around the Nashville area, Music City, are stepping forward, but I've... Not heard of anybody in a league with uh, Taylor Swift's $1 million. Writing a seven-figure check. A rough journey continues. Former Journey lead singer Steve Perry is apparently siding with the two band members who were fired this week. Journey's rhythm section, bassist Russ Valerie and drummer Steve Smith, were fired from the band after being accused of trying to take legal control of the group and are being sued for more than $10 million. Court filings released this week show that Steve Perry approved of Smith and Valerie's attempt to take over Journey's company called Nightmare Productions. Perry has not commented on the report. How's this all going to play out, Alan? What do you think? I have no idea. I mean, you've got this band split in half now, and the guy who's not even in the band... He's getting involved in it. Yeah. Well, more to come, I guess. I think so. And finally, it seems water really can be turned into wine, at least in Italy. Dozens in a small village thought it was a dream come true when they turned on their kitchen faucet to see red wine pouring out. They knew right away it was because of the smell, or they knew right away what it was because of the smell, and they didn't let it go to waste. Some bottled it up as fast as they could. Turns out a glitch at the local winery caused the wine to leak into water pipes. <laughs> the problem was, unfortunately, quickly fixed. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. We got a Chuck Schumer update in a moment. Is he apologizing for that threatening Supreme Court rant? You'll hear the answer after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in a quick two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headline in the story we're talking about with you in just a moment. Senate Minority Leader Democrat Chuck Schumer expressing regret for his comments Wednesday in front of the Supreme Court. 
Schumer said on the floor of the Senate yesterday that he shouldn't have used the words he did. The New York Democrat warned Supreme Court Justices Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh that they would pay the price if the court rules to restrict abortion rights. And he has been ripped across party lines for it. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Gabby, let's go to the audio cuts on Schumer. Um, and let's go back to Wednesday at the big anti or the big pro-abortion rally outside the Supreme Court. Inside the justices when you hear this are hearing oral arguments on a case that could lead to uh, restricted access to abortions. And Schumer's there with the crazies, and he goes crazy with them. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. All right, now here is Schumer yesterday on the floor of the Senate refusing calls for him to apologize, but says... I should not have used the words I used yesterday. They didn't come out the way I intended to. My point was that there would be political consequences, political consequences... For President Trump and Senate Republicans, if the Supreme Court, with the newly confirmed justices, stripped away a woman's right to choose. It's a clear threat to two men on the United States Supreme Court. There's no other way to look at it. And Yaffe, the idea that the words didn't come out the way he intended, it was very clear to me that he was working from a script as he's doing this, he has those glasses down at the end of his nose, and he's looking down, and he's looking up, and he's turning around and looking back at the court. But he is working off a prepared script. That yep. is a bold-faced lie. He meant to say what he said, and the words came out exactly as he intended. And he doesn't have enough class and enough guts and enough humility to apologize. There was no apology there. Yeah, it was kind of like a sorry, not sorry kind of thing. Sounds like a Reese's commercial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It might as well be. Um, it's just amazing how abortion drives the left so crazy. I, don't, I just, you know, you can't say, oh, it was a blanket statement when you call out two people. I chose the wrong words. Eh, not really. I think, you, like you said, they were written down. I'm pretty sure you delivered the right words that you wanted to. Yeah, and, and McConnell ripped him, you mm -hmm. know, and said it's very, very clearly a threat. There's no other way to look at it. You know, and, and, and he has offended Schumer that anybody like McConnell or anybody else who's ripping him would think that he actually was threatening Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Oh, come on. If McConnell said the same thing about the other justices, Schumer would rip McConnell. So, I mean, And as Trump said, if a Republican said anything like that, oh. they'd be arrested and impeached. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. What ought to happen to Schumer? There's talk uh, of a censure vote. You, you know, I heard that he could actually be arrested for what he did because you're not allowed to make threats like that while you're on Supreme Court grounds. So technically under the law, apparently they could actually arrest him. Now, we know that'll never happen. Oh, come on. Let it happen. Bring it on. <laughs> could you imagine? Cuff him. Take him away. <laughs>
put him in the jail cell. Don't they yeah. have jail cells in the bottom of the Capitol? I or think something? they do from a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, just put them they down do. there. yeah maybe we need to. You, know, you want to see crying <laughs> Chuck Schumer? That would that would be it. <laughs> oh, right? Man. Yeah, they, I'm telling you, as I said yesterday, they need to pull a Roger Stone on him and show up at four in the morning, you know, with guns drawn, the SWAT team all jumping out of a van and go, get in, Chucky. Haul him out of there. Cameras oh, yeah. rolling. Oh yeah. Oh, scenes we'd love. Perp walk to the whole see. deal. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Good morning, Orlando. But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe, Melissa Fox. One hour to go here. From tweets to fleets, we'll talk about what that is about, and we'll talk about how the Orlando economy in Orange County appears to be getting sick overnight from the coronavirus when we don't have a single case of it. I mean, is this just panic? Is this just uh, an irrational situation or not? We'll talk about it in detail. Stay tuned on that. Lots of folks weighing in on the text line on Chuck Schumer refusing to apologize for the threatening Supreme Court rant. Yeah, here's an interesting one. Schumer busted and cannot be trusted. Oh, I like that. Someone agrees with me about the Roger Stoning on him, but instead of having CNN in attendance, they say Fox News should be there for the 4 a.m. storming. <laughs> Another person says, Supreme Court justices are not politically elected for a limited time. Chuck Schumer, you lied, but is right. Oh, we like that. Just visited Australia, watching uh, their views of American politics, saw a news commentator on Sky News refer to Chuck Schumer as the devil's butler. Another one of our textures, very astute, um, cites, a, um, cites, uh, cites this. Threatening government officials is a Class C or D felony, usually carrying a maximum penalty of five to ten years. All right. Lock him up. That'll be the chain of Trump rallies now. You know, it might be. (laughs) It might be. How come he didn't apologize, Alan? I don't know, but as I pointed out yesterday, uh, I think uh, he loses his standing when it comes to criticizing President Trump for making what Schubert might think are incendiary comments. Right. He's being just as bad. Yeah, and maybe even worse, because nobody's ever heard anything like this where he calls out a couple of Supreme Court justices in such a threatening and very direct manner. Okay, Yaffe, you've got a podcast. I do. I did my show Beyond Reason Radio last night. I talked about the Schumer thing. I also gave my analysis on what happens Next, after Super Tuesday results came in earlier in the week, please subscribe to the podcast on your iHeartRadio app. Catch all of my shows anytime you want. So Yaffe's got a podcast. Alan's got a newscast. I do. Another apparent case of coronavirus in Florida and the Mars rover gets a name. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 7.58 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Friday at 8 o'clock. Time for our latest check on Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour coronavirus hits the panhandle more in one minute. Coronavirus tougher than we thought, making Central Florida sick without a single case. 
What's that all about? Stay tuned. You'll find out on Good Morning Orlando. 802 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Florida may have another coronavirus case. The Department of Health announcing that a panhandle man in his 70s has tested positive, but the CDC has yet to confirm the result. Meanwhile, Florida is still waiting for more coronavirus test kits from the federal government. More on that from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. There were promises one million test kits would be available nationwide by the end of this week, but that's not going to happen. Governor Ron DeSantis says he's been asking for more kits. I know they have tens of thousands that, that will eventually be en route. Um, we don't have them yet. Um, you know, we'd like to get them, obviously, as soon as possible. Florida has testing labs in Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville. The governor says test kits for COVID-19 are more complicated, but he hopes to announce getting more soon. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. The fight against COVID-19 is having a mixed economic impact on Central Florida. Three conventions have canceled, including next week's huge Global Health Technology Conference at the Orange County Convention Center. That'll cost 94,000 hotel room nights and $113 million in lost revenue. However, County Mayor Jerry Demings had some good economic news. Our leisure travelers continue to come to Orange County to enjoy our theme parks and all that we have to offer. Visit Orlando reports that the virus had no impact on leisure travel. And Demings says Orange County remains open for business for spring break and beyond. We'll hear more from the mayor in a moment on this, Alan. And the U.S. death toll from the coronavirus bud is now up to 14 13 of those deaths are in Washington State, with several at a nursing home north of Seattle. A coronavirus death was also reported in Northern California, where a man died after returning from a cruise to Mexico. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Osceola County man arrested after his estranged wife's death is now charged with killing her. Christopher Otero Rivera was indicted yesterday for second-degree murder in the death five months ago of Nicole Montalvo. Her dismembered body was found at the home of Otero Rivera's parents in St. Cloud, but until yesterday he only faced charges of abuse of a dead body and evidence tampering. Otero Rivera's father, Angel Rivera, was also indicted on charges related to Montalvo's death. The Mars 2020 rover has a new name. It's Perseverance. We are a species of explorers, and we will meet many setbacks on the way to Mars. However, we can persevere. Alex Mather from Lake Braddock Secondary School in Virginia read part of his essay that won the rover naming contest sponsored by NASA. The biggest, most high-tech rover ever sent to Mars, Perseverance is set to launch this July from Kennedy Space Center. It's a good name. Perseverance, I like it. I like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's a warning for you. Don't mess with Senator Marco Rubio's sleep schedule. I'm not looking forward to Sunday. We're going to lose an hour of sleep. Everybody's going to be upset. It's just dumb. There's no reason to keep doing it. In a Twitter video, the Florida Republican says he was just reminded that this is the weekend. Clocks spring forward one hour. Rubio said there is a bill pending that would make daylight saving time permanent, but it is stuck in committee on Capitol Hill. That is the sound cut of the week, I think. I love that. <laughs> it's just dumb. He's so angry yeah. about it. I haven't heard him that that, that torqued <laughs> off in, you know, in, know. Since, since, since he ran against Trump. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's really jazzed up Finally, about an issue I can get excited about. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> WFLA News Time is 8.05. Tito's is warning people not to make homemade hand sanitizer using their vodka. <laughs> 
<laughs> that story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Apparently, there was a, a recipe and a good housekeeping for homemade uh, hand yeah. sanitizer, which included vodka. I, uh, I, but the Tito's people say, hey, a hand sanitizer needs to be at least 60% alcohol. Our vodka is only 40%. Oh, that's the problem. It isn't like they don't want to sell vodka, you know, however they want to use it. I get it. Yeah, somebody went online and asked Tito's to please do a public service and raise their alcohol content to 60%. <laughs> Sounds fair. I think that request has nothing to do with the coronavirus. More on that story again. You can find it at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. I got to tell you, it's just not Rubio. I love my mates on the show here, but they're all a bunch of time change wimps. None of you like the time change. Dude. No. Oh, come on. The long, bright evenings, man. I, I actually do like it. I just don't like it the one night. <laughs> when I lose the hour. The first night. Yeah. It takes the Fox, a, what, a week or a so week to get so. straightened out? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does me no good, the extra daylight, because I go to bed like at 7.30. Same, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like it. all I have to do is just cut the blinds because, I know, close my eyes. Oh, that's, that's what good. I said earlier. If you want darkness, close your but eyes. I don't get to enjoy it. You, you know, know, somebody, somebody else texted earlier when we got into this harangue here. Well, there, we have electricity that keeps it bright. Turn out the lights. I mean, come on, gang. <laughs> if you want darkness, it's available. Uh, don't you love those long evenings? And you know what? you got to do it the way we do it, or you're going to have kids going to school in the dark with sunrises at 8.30, a quarter of nine for a couple of months in the winter. There's yeah. that practical consideration of safety and for the morning commute as well. But do we want to cross Marco Rubio? I mean, really? Yes. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's stupid. I don't have a problem with that. Um, more on uh, Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings. Um, interesting comments yesterday about the devastating economic impact of the coronavirus threat without a single case reported anywhere near us. Wow. What's to come if we do have the coronavirus here? Hmm. That's pretty scary, and we'll talk about it together here in a moment. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, which is coming up in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 8.08. Headlining our hot topic of this hour locally, while there are no confirmed cases, Orange County is nonetheless feeling a severe impact from the coronavirus. Several business events in the area have been canceled due to concerns about the virus. Mayor Jerry Deming said yesterday this is causing the county a huge amount in lost revenue. One of those canceled events, the World Health Conference, was scheduled for early next week and was to feature President Trump as a guest speaker. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. It's not the power of the coronavirus, it's the fear of the power of the coronavirus, and it is having a very real impact here economically without a single case reported anywhere in the Orlando or Orange County area. Think about that as you listen to the impact 
as quoted by Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings in his 5 o'clock hour news conference yesterday. We lost roughly $154 million in potential economic impact just this week alone. It's unbelievable. From those three conferences, you know, all of those uh, hotel nights that won't be booked, all those meals at restaurants that won't be eaten. Where are we going with this? What about leisure travel where people have that big trip to, you know, Disney and all the theme parks here at the preeminent tourist mecca in the country, if not the world, Orlando, Florida? Listen to what the mayor says about that. Our leisure travelers continue to come to Orange County to enjoy our theme parks and all that we have to offer. Visit Orlando reports that the virus had no impact on leisure travel. Somebody's either not telling the truth or those statistics are out of date. And if there hasn't been an impact, there most certainly will, because airlines all over the place are reporting empty seats, and so they're reducing the number of flights because there isn't the demand to fly. You know, when you are the tourism capital here, you know, coming down here for the trip of a lifetime is something you want to do, but something you you don't have to do, Alan. Yeah, and not only is it uh, planning for personal reasons for a vacation or whatever, but when you have companies and corporations that are uh, planning huge events they need to think in advance and say, okay, uh, we're not sure how this is going to go, but maybe we should postpone whatever we were planning. I'm thinking over in Tampa of the NCAA basketball tournament coming up in a few weeks and WrestleMania, which draws fans from all over the world. And you know what happened to the Ultra Concert Music Festival down in Miami, which draws fans from 100 countries. They canceled it because they felt like, You don't know. There's going to be people coming in here from these countries where coronavirus is a bigger problem here uh, than it is in America. I have tickets to see Elton John in May at the Amway Center. I'm wondering if I'll get to see that show. Well, it's the great unknown, And uh, but as far as the leisure travel is concerned, if it hasn't impacted it, it almost certainly will. And that could be a big, big problem. You know, we got 75,000 people working at Walt Disney World here. You know, and if all of a sudden people aren't coming in, ka-ching, 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 they're going to be laying off people left and right. They're already cutting hours at uh, the studios, Universal Studios. Some of my friends who work part-time there are getting their hours cut already Mm. in anticipation that the crowds are less. One of our listeners checked in earlier this week and said, you know what, I work down at Disney and uh, people are canceling trips left and right. So I, I'm, I, I really think that you should not have a false sense of optimism over the leisure travel situation here. Uh, but Mayor, uh, Mayor Demings does what a mayor needs to do, you know, tries to, tries to put a good face on it, and he said this. We want to emphasize in Orange County, uh, we are open for business, and the risk, again, remains low for our community. And that's exactly where we are right now. But it's the, it's the great unknown here. And, uh, you know, the issue is, do we have a snowball that is really starting to roll here, even without a single case in our area? What happens when we do have the cases here that all the experts say are inevitable? I mean, is the tourist industry going to crater like it did post 9-11 with, you know, without something as profound as 3,000 people being killed by Islamic terrorists who flew planes into buildings so nobody would get on an airplane at that point 
to get on down here to our tourist mecca. It was devastating in 2001. Um, You were here, Alan. I was here, you know, and if this coronavirus spreads, if we have cases here in the Orlando area, do we all just stay indoors? You know, out in Washington State, where they have um, the lion's share of the cases right now, Mm -hmm. um, in, in one town where all of this is going on with that nursing home, the recommendation is don't gather in crowds of more than 10. Think about the ramification of that here in a in a in a metropolitan area like this where we have major events all over the place. Yeah. Think it, about that. Well, if, just if that's the hard. route we go down. If that's the route, then you can't even go to a restaurant to have dinner. Well, and that's the thing. We're killing every industry out here from the live performance and bands to disc jockeys to servers, restaurants. All these people are suffering on the idea that we're all going to die from the coronavirus. Well, but no, I don't know about people are saying we're all going to die. I just don't want to get it. I don't know how bad it might be. Um, and, and is this just people multiplied by countless thousands acting out of an abundance of caution, saying, we'll delay that trip we've been dying to take down to Orlando. You know, or, or is this people just unnecessarily pushing the panic button? I say the latter. Really? Yes, I really? do. I've said all along that I'm not there's willing to call people crazy who are up north saying, you know what, we saved for this a long time. We're going to wait until we get the all clear. We'll put it on hold. We pay the price for that, but how can you judge their decision and and tell them that they're doing the wrong thing with their money True. and their family? But like with Alan just said, he's got tickets for Elton John in May. Go to the show unless you're deathly ill, my friend. And if you are, you know, not feeling well, put on a mask and, you, you know. Well, no, here's what I'm saying is I will the show go on. What's going to happen between now and May yeah. You know, that affects these uh, public events. And it's unknowable. Are people overreacting or just acting out of an abundance of caution? We're kind of having the debate. Would you like to join the conversation? 407-916-5400. You can text us if you'd like. First name in town. Welcome there at 23680. Short break and we'll get to it. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now out west, coronavirus-related. About 100 passengers and crew members on the Grand Princess cruise ship setting off the coast of San Francisco are being tested for coronavirus. Everybody held hostage to that. A Coast Guard helicopter has ferried the test kits in. The cruise line says nobody gets off that ship until the results are in. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here, and we keep it up on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. So what about the coronavirus? No cases in Orlando or Orange County have been reported, and leisure travel upon which our economy depends. Interesting on the text line. Yes, but uh, one person actually weighing in says, I work at Disney as a resort dining book agent, and the mayor is lying. I personally have over 100 cancellations this week alone. I will tell you, I think Mayor Jerry Demings is an honest man. He may have bad information from Visit Orlando, but I don't think the mayor is making that up. But that's a very interesting perspective. That's one person handling 100 cancellations. And then sporting events, Alan. Yeah, and as uh, our number one Yankee fan here on Good Morning Orlando, this is interesting to me. A texter says, 
I went to a Yankees game yesterday. Only 7,000 people showed up. It's usually sold out. George M. Steinbrenner Field over in Tampa holds 11,000. I go to games every spring over there. I have never seen it not packed. You think that's why they lost the Tigers yesterday? (laughs) That's a separate issue. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. But having said that, that's remarkable because you've faithfully gone to these games there for years and they've always been a sellout. Yeah, 7,000. I can't imagine that. See, that, that really lets you know what's going on out there. And a lot of people think, oh, it's just like the flu. Why are we? But people are uncertain about how dangerous this might be. And when they have a choice, when it comes to leisure activities, to entertainment, sports, theme parks, they put it on hold. I don't know that you can criticize them for doing it. It hurts us in the tourist mecca, but I'm sorry. It's their money. But if they decide I'm I'm uncertain, I'll just we'll do it another time. There's another ball game. There's another day at Disney. But maybe it doesn't hurt us in the tourist mecca, bud, because this texter says time for locals to take advantage of less crowded parks. That's why they raised the price. What? <laughs> I was honestly thinking that. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's another text here that says the woman on your show. So I'm guessing they're talking about Alan. Uh, said that I'm just what. <laughs> the woman on your show said if you're sick, remember that I just said that about put a mask on and go to the L. I, if you're not feeling well, if you have the coronavirus, you know, stay home. But uh, he said that she said that I, I said the dumbest comment I've ever said. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I've said other dumber ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no question. Yeah, I mean, no question, right? It's yeah. not even yeah. close. Are you I got, not I got, listening? I got, a, I got a four volume set over here. Uh, <laughs> you obviously don't listen every day, sir. <laughs> we have a lot of people, though, Bud, that yeah, think yeah. that this is all being hyped up and there's too much panic. One person said, Bud, what am I missing here? Tens of thousands of Americans die with the typical flu every year, and we take that with a grain of salt. From the evidence so far, it seems that your only risk if you have a pre-existing condition or you're elderly. Most people, it's just, you know, it's, it's something they can handle, they get better from. It runs its course. But it does have a higher kill rate than the flu. Demings is just covering his butt. He can't tell us the truth. He doesn't want us to panic. Mm. I know there's a certain amount we don't want you to panic going on there, but I'm not about to call the mayor a liar. But I think those stats from Visit Orlando, you know, on the leisure travel industry and in theme park attendance uh, not being affected, I don't buy it. Yeah, John from Kissimmee, Texas, and says, how do we know there are no cases in Orlando? The CDC can't even get test kits. I'm a Trump supporter, but that's changing. Really? Trump not supporting Trump? Apparently Apparently not happy with the way it's being handled. Really? Okay, I think it's amazing to me how few cases there have been and how few deaths there have been in a nation of 330 million people. And what the president did was brilliant, and he was criticized in his own circle of advisors early on when he shut off travel from China to this country. Give him some credit where credit's due. Bottom of the hour, Alan, let's get to the news. SpaceX to send a Dragon capsule on its final flight tonight, and the first round at Bay Hill is in the books. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere in just two minutes. It's 829 on Good Morning Orlando. Boy, I gotta tell you, it looks grim outside. It's a Wizard of Oz weather outside our studios <laughs> in Maitland. I checked the radar, and unless it's on the Fritz, there's no rain anywhere. And there's no Central rain Florida. in our AccuWeather forecast today either. I know, but man, it looks like we're about to get hammered mm-hmm. here.
Anyway, maybe there'll be a launch on the Cape tonight. I don't know. Yeah. hope it clears up. Kind of looking iffy right now, but the forecast is, at last word, 60% go for a late-night launch from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. Assuming the weather cooperates, the next SpaceX flight will be tonight, and this will be the last launch for the Dragon 1. It's been doing these types of missions since 2012, and after it delivers thousands of pounds of cargo and science experiments to the International Space Station from Cape Canaveral, it'll be retired. A different type of rocket will be used in the future. Mike Stevens, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. And liftoff is scheduled for 11.50 tonight. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump, possibly warming up for the November election, is ridiculing Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden for his gaffes. But he also said 150 million people were killed with guns and he was running for the United States Senate. Support me, I'm running for the United States. There's something going on there. At a Fox News town hall in Biden's hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania, Trump also said he believes the former vice president is a damaged candidate, specifically because of his son's ties to a Ukrainian firm. Trolling the Democrats in Biden's hometown. He was on fire. We played cuts earlier in the show. Biden, meanwhile, has picked up an endorsement from an Orlando politician, Congresswoman Val Demings. You know, my husband likes to say the best indicator of future performance is to look at past performance. And if we look at Vice President Biden's record, he has been there in the trenches fighting for those things that are important to the American people. Demings made the endorsement during an appearance on CNN. Early voting for the state's presidential preference primary is already underway in many counties. Election day is March 17th. Orlando police are turning to homeowners to help them find a wanted teenager. A boy believed to be about 17 years old is accused of stealing a car while a five-year-old girl was in the back seat. That happened Wednesday night in College Park while the girl's mother and her fiancé were inside a sandwich shop on Edgewater Drive. The car was found a short while later abandoned with the girl inside unharmed, and police are asking residents in the area to check their security cameras for any clues. Matt Every holds a one-shot lead after the first round of the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. Every shot seven under par, 65 in windy conditions to finish one stroke ahead of Rory McIlroy. Every telling Golf Digest he was lucky. Uh... I mean, I'm just it just works out sometimes. It does not say that I'm better than Rory. Tiger Woods is not playing in this tournament due to back stiffness. Elsewhere. The man known as the Prince of Darkness admits to calling the police on himself by accident while doing a big bowl of cocaine. Ah! In a new interview, Ozzy Osbourne says he and Black Sabbath rented a house in Bel Air, California, and he recalled the house being extremely hot. While trying to turn on the air conditioner, Ozzy pressed the alarm button and alerted the police. The frightened Ozzy screamed, Raid, and attempted to hide most of the drugs. Luckily for him, the police just called it a false alarm. This suspenseful memory inspired a track called It's a Raid, on Ozzy's new album, Ordinary Man. <laughs> oh, jeez. He was uh, just a stand-up citizen, you know? What does this button do? Boy Scout. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm calling the police on myself. Shut did, out! I pushed a button! Did he really bite the head off a bat? No. Or is that not true? No. No, not really. Okay, I just wondered. I thought he really did. No. No? Mm-mm. How do you guys know? 
We know rock and roll, buddy. I mean, they would know more than me, but I thought he thought it was fake and it ended up being real or something. I think it looked real, but it was fake. It was fake. All right. I, I don't mean to uh, derail the uh, Elsewhere Express. Continue, sir. Too late. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does, and you it's, know it. It's ruined. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. You can still do it. A council meeting in Italy concerning the coronavirus was briefly interrupted by Lady Gaga. Discussion of a possible pandemic was underway when somebody's phone started playing Gaga's latest single, Stupid Love. The moment was captured by cameras filming the council meeting and broadcasting it on the organization's Facebook page. (laughs) You can't hide anything anymore. No, you can't. Uh, Lady Gaga herself saw it and she tweeted, and this is why I make music. (laughs) And finally, a California woman who'd been taking care of her favorite plant for two years just found out it's plastic. Is she blind? (laughs) Kaylee Wilkes. Posted on her Facebook page that she nurtured the succulent for two years, watering it and leaving it by her kitchen window to get sunlight. Last week, Kaylee took it out of its original container to put it in a new vase and discovered it was fake. When the Home Depot saw her post, the company sent Kaylee several real succulents. Two years feeding she, she's a plastic like, Man, plant. I am good at this. Yeah. This, <laughs> I should be a farmer. It looks like the first day I bought it. <laughs> Green thumb. Yes. And she's eligible to vote. Find these right stories now. on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. So Twitter, famous for tweets, now test marketing fleets. <laughs> what are they? Fleets do your stuff. Hang on. We'll tell you in a minute after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic again on the Friday edition of the show. All ahead in two minutes on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines just in moments ago, the February jobs report. Headline, economy adds booming 273,000 jobs in February as unemployment rate falls to 3.5% from 3.6%. In the face of a generally slowing economy, worker shortages, and early coronavirus fears. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Experts point out the unemployment survey is conducted uh, in the earlier part of the last month here. And they believe whatever impact there is from the coronavirus may be more evident uh, within the economic figures one month from now. We'll have to see. Okay, um, you know, I'm always on the lookout for something new and something interesting to talk about here, you know, that, that's not heavy duty. And uh, with coronavirus and politics and all of that, we close the week on a somewhat lighter note with something I hadn't heard about until 24 hours ago. We're all familiar with Twitter. The president has made his tweets famous. Millions of people tweeting is a part of their day. But now Twitter is test marketing in Brazil, something they may take worldwide, not tweets, but fleets. And it's because of their fleeting nature. These tweets, these fleets cannot be retweeted 
liked or replied to publicly, and they disappear after 24 hours. You guys tweet all the time. What do yeah. you think of the concept of fleets? Well, believe it or not, it's actually not an original concept. It seems like they're borrowing basically what Snapchat does, and now Facebook and Instagram have stories, which is the same concept. I actually think it might take off for that reason and because people are sick of having their tweets resurfaced from like 15 or 20 years ago. Come back and bite you. Yeah, Except for so one thing, and you forgot about screenshots. Yeah, well, screenshots, and that happens with stories and Snapchat, but it won't happen like from 20 years ago. It would No, but uh, the, I think the narrative is that you can put a tweet out there or a fleet and it's, it'll disappear in a day, whereas uh, what Snapchat's, what, uh, how long is Snapchat? 30, uh, 30 yeah, minutes, sure. 5 minutes, 30 seconds. Either way, it's going to be a lot of opportunity for people to say very bad things and just hope that it disappears. Frankly, I think they should be Yeats tweets. and they what? should be what? Yeats tweets. You remember him? The darkness drops again, but now I know. The I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Is it possible we can translate that for Hold the on. general listening audience? I'm going to count on Spectre to have me here. It's not happening. No, His lights is. are out on His this. His lights are not out. I just walked in. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeats. Make it a Yeats tweet instead of Fleet's tweets. Have you done it again? You're talking about something nobody gets. <gasps> really? Okay, you guys. Nobody knows the poet Yeats. Okay, fine. That's Yeats. I know, but it, it rhymes with like tweets. Yeats. Oh, give me a break. Now, on the negative side of the fleet concept, some worry I've got a headache. how politicians <laughs> and other authorities will be held accountable if they are using the fleet function. Um, you know, Social media companies are facing concerns about how they handle misinformation. The president puts out a, a, a tweet that's a fleet, and then it goes and disappears forever. Is there a downside to this? Do you think this is going to work? Is it going to catch on or not? I'd be more likely to use a fleet than a tweet. Uh, I rarely tweet at all as it is. And what's your problem with tweeting, and what is your attraction to fleeting? The fact that it's going to disappear. I'm very careful about what I post on social media, knowing that it's going to probably exist in some form for eternity. <laughs> Headlines right now down at Arnie's Place. The Arnold Palmer Invitational has round one in the books. They'll play round two today, and Matt Every holds a one-shot lead over Rory McIlroy. Every shot a 65 under windy conditions yesterday at Bay Hill. Rory won back at 66. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the Tom Stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio WFLA Orlando. So we're talking about tweets that disappear in 24 hours. Twitter is test marketing in Brazil what could go worldwide. Concept is fleets. Somebody texts in. With regard to fleets, I'm with Melissa. How can you possibly say that? Nobody has any idea what she was talking about. Some people knew that I meant Yeats. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hey, think of all poetry all the time on Twitter. Thank you very much. Let's go to the text line with a different take on the coronavirus. For people who are discounting it and criticizing everybody for pushing the panic button, what do you see? Uh, yeah, what one person said is what people don't understand about coronavirus is that it is total unknown. The COVID-19 is extremely more contagious than the flu and it mutates very rapidly. So it can hit the same person over and over each time becoming more dangerous. Comparing it to the yearly flu is quite ignorant. And I blame this on our leaders. 
Wow, we got doctors texting in. I don't see any accreditation here at the bottom of this. Well, we've heard from experts, uh, officials with the federal government, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's uh, with the National Institutes of Health and pretty much is the foremost person in the government regarding this type of illness. He has said, we don't know about coronavirus and how it's going to be affected, say, by warmer weather, uh, which the flu, the regular flu, normally goes away in warmer weather. We don't know with this virus if it's going to go away. Another texture says you have to break the cycle of infecting people, and the only way to do that is for everybody to hunker down for two to four weeks and break that cycle. If it means that we all have to lose a little money in the short term, so be it. It also it's easy to say, oh, it only kills old people when you're not older. Mm. By the way, on the whole Twitter thing, someone pointed out to me that uh, Twitter is only 13 years old. Oh. I was saying people get afraid of tweets resurfacing right. after 20 years. It's true. It is only 13. <laughs> but it's still, it's after so many years. you got seven years to go. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> folks listen closely enough, you know, know. To, to nitpick the daylights out of us. <laughs> exactly. You get used to it in radio. Yeah. Boy, you want to hear something that was just unbelievable. And and it, it really had Brett Baer of Fox and Martha McCallan of Fox at the town hall uh, with Donald Trump, the president yesterday in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Joe Biden's hometown, it had them it had them just spellbound and and laughing at times. The question here to the president was, so who would you rather run against, Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden? I'll tell you, I was all set for Bernie because I thought it was going to happen. It, you know, we get ready for things, right? So mentally, I'm all set for Bernie. Communist, I had everything down. He's a communist. I was all set. And then we have this crazy thing that happened, right? On Tuesday, which he thought was Thursday. <laughs> but he also said 150 million people were killed with guns and he was running for the United States Senate. Support me, I'm running for the United States. There's something going on there. But I was all set. So now I'm ready for Bernie and now all of a sudden I have a whole different, you know, it's a whole different deal, two very different people. I think in a certain way, Bernie would be tougher because he's got a base. I was all set for Bernie. I was ready to go. And then I say, you know, I don't think I'm running against Bernie. I think it's going to be very hard for him to come back. You know, it was interesting. They didn't throw him all softballs. They got into all of the issues here. The president is so comfortable, so fluid, flawless, never kicked a word. You know, Bernie is so dead serious all the time, and Joe Biden can't put a sentence together without tripping over his own words. I think for whoever he runs against, that's going to be a problem, particularly in the debates. Sounded like open mic night at Bonkers Comedy Club. <laughs> it was very funny, wasn't it? I mean, you have to admire I, his, I've been his... saying he is the great entertainer. Ah, earlier I said I was going to make a Netflix comedy stand-up special with Trump, and you went, what? I think the guy's funny. Give him a special. Give him an hour on HBO. Oh, I thought you were really doing it, and I said, I want in on that. Oh, Sounds yeah. like a winner. Let's write the treatment up. Come on, <laughs> after the show. <laughs> but I mean, really, you know, we talk about Ronald Reagan, who I just truly revere as the great communicator. In many ways, no one has ever been a greater communicator from the presidency than Donald Trump. No matter what the forum is, you know, without a script for a solid hour, never missed a word and was personable and listenable and watchable the whole way. He is going to be a handful for Bernie or Biden. Mark my words. Got to go. Happy International Women's Day.
And set your clocks ahead Saturday night, one hour, like it or not, here comes Daylight Saving Time. Marco Rubio's mortal enemy. <laughs> Have a nice weekend, everybody, from the whole gang, and good morning, Orlando the Budman. God bless you, and God bless America.